this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome back to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You've all had a lot of popcorn this week. This is the third time we're getting a chat and I'm really happy that you came back to join us for part two of our conversation. If you didn't catch Tuesday's episode, I recommend you go listen to that one first because this is part two of my conversation with Alexis Gentry. She's the editor over at Trashwire.com and co-chair of the Denver Film Critics Society. And we have been talking about some of our favorite movies of 2023. Both of us have watched a ridiculous number of movies. Alexis, at the time of us recording this, was well over 170 movies for 2023. I was at somewhere around 74, 75. So we had a lot to talk about, and I decided to break this into two parts. So today, you're going to get part two of our conversation, where we break down our final three categories for 2023. All right, so for category number four, we have one called Deep Cut. And so this is a movie you're pretty sure nobody even heard of this movie. Like, you know, know, there's no marketing. They got no push. They got no social media advertising, nothing. But you you went in and watched it, and it was like, this was a good movie. Uh, So what's your pick for this category? So I have kind of two for this as well. I think my first choice is Polite Society. Oh, yes. It came out earlier. It's so much fun. Like it's it's really funny. It's got really fun action and fight scenes. Just a really cool, fun movie all around. I really enjoyed it. And I think like when it hit streaming, I was like, everybody, it's on (laughs) streaming. Please check this movie out. It's really good. (laughs) So Polite Society is on there. And then. My second choice is this tiny movie that I feel like nobody paid attention to called Biosphere. Oh, yes. Um, I love that movie. And yeah, that I thought it was so great. I mean, it's it's a movie that probably costs like $10 to make. <laughs> it's one location. It's two actors. It's dialogue driven. It's really good. It's got these funny moments. It's got a ton of heart. It was kind of one of those ones I watched on a whim. Mm. I was like, oh, OK, I'll give this a try. And I was so impressed. I thought it was great. I was like, this is so clever. And every time I've mentioned it to someone, they're like, what is that? Like the Polly Shore movie? Yes. And I'm like, no, that's Biodome. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they, it's just, it's the whole movie's in one room the entire time. Yeah. It's like in a studio apartment, Amazing. essentially, is what the whole movie's filmed there. But it feels like there's different spaces and it's movement. And you, like, this was like some of the best acting I've seen this year. For them to be in such a small, oh, plain space. And you're just so invested in everything that happens to them. And their chemistry is amazing. I was I was like, I don't know if the two of them have done a movie together, but their chemistry was like, I was like, they need to do more stuff together if they haven't. Totally. It feels like, oh, well, they've probably known each other for like 30 yeah. years. And it's like, I don't know if they have, but they certainly sold it like <laughs> they have. <laughs> that was great acting going on in that in that little room. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm happy you said that because you helped me knock off a couple of things on my list here because- I already mentioned Jules was going to be my number one pick, but I already kind of talked about that one a little bit. Biosphere was my number two pick. My runner up, if, after I eliminate those two, was a movie called Landscape with Invisible Hand. I love going into a movie knowing nothing because I just want to be surprised by it. And I went in this movie knowing nothing, off the wall, had no idea this existed, but loved it. But my number one pick, which I already talked about that one probably way too much, uh, is The Pod Generation. Oh, yes. I've heard about this. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I I heard great things about it. This was a movie that I started on a plane because I was like, eh, you know, I needed something to watch. And uh, I was like, OK, I got to finish this at home. This is too good. It stars uh, Amelia Clark and uh, hopefully I say his name right. Chiwetel Ejiofor. I feel like I'm always butchering his name. Um, but both I love both of them as actors. So when I saw that they were in this together, I was like, oh, well, yeah, let me just check this out. And it is amazing. It's essentially the story is set sometime in the future, like like kind of near future, where they've created this technology where women can basically put their like egg and they can fertilize it in the side of a pod. 
And so that way they can still be, you know, they won't have to like, take time off of work and they can still keep their careers and they can uh, not have all the other issues that come along with, especially in America, when a woman has a child, it disrupts everything and there's no support financially or any of that stuff. So it's like a way for them to have a similar uh, life and career as a man would while still having a child. And it's just so well done. And it deals with like the introduction of technology. And is it is this right to do this? Is it natural uh, letting corporations take over something essential as childbirth. Are you okay with that? Are they doing things you don't like? It's such an interesting story and completely caught me off guard because I had no idea this movie even existed. Nice. Yeah, that's a great choice. All right. So let's move on to category number five, uh, The Letdown. So this is a movie you went into with some excitement and then you were left just feeling like, man, like, why did I even spend my money on this? This was, this was not worth it at all. So I'm really interested to hear what your pick is for this category. Well, I kind of have two for this too, but I think the one that I was most bummed about was Ferrari. Mm. I wanted to like this so bad. I love Adam Driver. Like I just, I, he's another one of those actors where I'm like, I will watch anything you're in anytime. Like it doesn't matter. Is it a short film? Is it a feature? I don't even care. Like I will watch (laughs) anything with Adam Driver. So I was totally excited for this. It was one of those things. Um, we, Got, I got a screener copy of it. I was like, oh, oh God, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like I, I was like, I'm watching it the second I get it. And um, I didn't love it. <laughs> to me, it's like, you know, you're doing a movie about Ferrari. You think maybe the pace could be a little faster, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> and that was kind of a problem. And then I think also... Um, Accents are tough. Oh, no. And not everybody can do them. <laughs> you know, after House of Gucci, I think we've had a lot of fun in Hollywood with interesting and colorful Italian accents of all <laughs> ranges. And I was really hoping that we would not have a repeat of that with this, where it's like, oh, OK, we have another movie with not great Italian accents. But here we are with very, uh, very interesting Italian accents in this film that I just I was like, my brain could not stop being like, but why is no one rolling their R's? It was just like, there's different things where I was like, it's just not working. And I think I was so distracted by that, that I couldn't fully get into it in the way that I had hoped. You know, that reminds me, Napoleon was almost going to be my pick for this category, but I'm thinking of it because um, Joaquin Phoenix, he doesn't have a French accent. He just uses regular speaking voice. I'm like, that's the route to go. If you cannot do this accent, just speak like you normally would. I don't care. Like, I know you're not French. I know you're not Italian. I'm fine with that. As long as I can understand, I'm not exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like at some point, like if it becomes detrimental to the execution of the movie, like just go ahead and use your regular voice. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Just, just please spare us all. We know you're a good actor. Just, yeah. just, just focus on that part. Okay. So I was going to pick Indiana Jones for this, but I was like, I didn't really expect it to be good. And it, and it wasn't. <laughs> It was actually worse than I thought it was going to be because I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So I was like, oh, you know, you know, maybe it'll be good. And, you know, so. But yeah. this one, I was, uh, this is a little controversial, but I'm going to say John Wick 4. And that's just because it was, a, it's, it's a great action movie. Like, some, there's some crazy scenes in there. There's like this one, like, top-down view where it looks like a video game. And I know John Wick is not about the story. Like, I know that. I should go in there not expecting to get a good story. But this was just so convoluted that I was just like, I don't even know why. Like, none of this makes none of this is making any sense. And I think I went in with too high of expectations for this movie. I should have just gone and saying, I'm just going to watch some people get beat up and shot and then call it a day. Not expecting, well, maybe they're going to close out the series in an interesting way. Because the first three movies are just pure action. The story doesn't make any sense in any of them. And this continues. <laughs> that trend of not making any sense. 
<laughs> and so I think I just, I got my hopes up too high with this movie. And I, I, go, I, I was left like, man, I, I think I'd rather watch Transformers than, than watching this. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. John Wick is one of those ones. I watched uh, I watched the first three. I think they were on Peacock or something. Mm, yeah. And I was like, I, I've never seen a John Wick movie. I need to really get into this because everybody loves them. Just like I binge watched them all together. I was like, these are incredible and amazing. And so John Wick 4 is one of those ones that I still need to check out. But I'm, I'm almost nervous because I think after the first three, I'm like, would my expectations be too high yeah. for this fourth one of like, these are all incredible. And to me, it's nothing makes a stronger case for stunts getting their own Oscar category oh, yeah. than the John Wick movies. Absolutely. Those people, I'm like, I don't know how half your cast is not injured. Your, your stunt cast is not injured after for doing real. this. Because people are doing crazy stuff. It's so impressive. All right. So I felt like in contrast to that, we should wrap up with our best pick for the year are the best of the best the movie that we love the most when it's all said and done this is a movie you can watch over and over again you loved it the first time you loved it like the fourth time you saw it um you're gonna buy it it's gonna be part of your collection so what is your pick for best of 2023 this is tough because i have two and they're they could not be more different from each other <laughs> <laughs> so my first pick is killers of the flower moon mm. i loved it so much it was one of those things where it's really long and it's really dark and it's depressing and it's all those things. But I was so into it. I saw it in a theater. I, it's one of those ones where I think because it's on Apple, it's kind of like a lot of people are like, it's really long. It's going to be on streaming. I'm going to wait till this comes to my house where I can pause it. But I saw it for the first time in a theater and I was glad I did because, you know, you're not distracted. You don't want to look at your phone. Yeah. And I was just fully keyed in for the entire runtime. So I just think it's phenomenal. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Like, it, you know, Martin Scorsese is like one of the best filmmakers of all time. And we have like De Niro, DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, amazing performances. Killers of the Flower Moon to me was just phenomenal. And I, I ended up watching it twice and being like, I can't believe I've, I've done this twice. Wow. But it was just as engaging the second time. So that to me is such a strong movie. And then my number one pick, though, I think is Barbie. That was one where I... I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. I was like, oh, it'll be fun. It won't be like memorable, but it'll be like a fun movie that I watch. The emotional beats really landed. I loved the story. The songs are great. I was so thoroughly impressed with every single aspect of that film that I just I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was one where the second it hit Blu-ray, I was like physical media. I am <laughs> buying this movie. So Barbie to me was just something that I it was the most pleasant surprise and something I just adored. Ooh. So Barbie's got to be my number one. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm not surprised. That movie was so well cast. I feel like they, they picked the perfect people for every role in that movie. It was so much funnier than I thought it was going to be. And it was just like, you know, it, it was just such a well done movie. And it was I was really happy that it actually got like like box office success on top of it being reviewed Same. very well, because hopefully I mean, not that they need to make a sequel necessarily, but that. You know, the director, the actors, that that leads to more stuff for them because they they put together a good project for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So my pick for this, I actually mentioned a lot of the runner-ups already, you know, the creator, theater camp. Random shout out to this movie. Uh, another coming of age movie is called Miguel Wants to Fight. It was on Hulu. Uh, a friend of mine, he he's an editor for ABC, and he told me about this because he did the trailer for it. And I was like, I'll check it out. And it is so well done. It's like a cast of like these young kids are supposed to be like in like, you know, high school age. And one of them's going to move away. 
And all of his friends, you know, they've all been in fights. And whenever there's a fight, he kind of just like stands to the back and kind of hides. And no one knows he's never actually gotten to any of these fights. And so he's like, before he goes, he's trying to find a way to get into one fight before he leaves. And it's just like <laughs> such a, like a well done comedy. But my overall pick, I love animation. And I was like, there's no way at the beginning. Of the year, I, I love this movie at the beginning of the year. And I'm like, there's no way this is still going to be my favorite. And it still is. Because it's one of the few movies I actually went back to the theaters and saw a second time. And that was uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You may be thinking, Chris, how's that your favorite movie? If you haven't seen this, it's just, it's amazing storytelling. And then just the most unique animation I've ever seen. Yes, It's this, you know, if, you, if you're not familiar with it, this is the a sequel to uh, the first of these movies that came out, I think, a couple years ago. Essentially, you're following Miles Morales, um, who's ultimately becomes, you know, Spider-Man in his, in his universe he gets connected with all these other spider people from other uh, universes. And this is kind of the follow-up to that where things kind of go crazy. Everything's starting to kind of fall apart and they're trying to piece it back together, but they have to change things. It isn't what things necessarily to change. I don't really want to spoil it. I want you to go watch it. But because of all these different spider people from different universes, they have each have their own unique art style. And so you get to see the merging of all these different styles come together. And it's just so well done. And just visually, it's just like, I'm like, I'm like, I just want to watch every behind the scenes clip, every making of of this movie to see how they put this together, because to have something that's both visually beautiful, but then also a really good story to go with it is rare to have both of those together. And for that reason, this movie still has stayed at the top of my list because it's just I'm like, I'll, I'll watch it anytime. If it's if I had cable and if it was just on, I would just stop on that channel and just keep watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, completely agree. It's so beautiful. I think. Spider-Punk and Spider-Man India, I'm like, Mm. I would fully watch an entire like two and a half hour feature with just like those characters. The animation is so gorgeous. It's funny. I think we had we had several really good animated movies this year. I also like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Gorgeous animation. Really cool. I love that we're getting to a point where animation can be so stylized and interesting. And I mean, Spider-Verse really, I mean, it's it's that every frame of painting, like every single frame of that movie you could hang on your wall. It's just beautiful to look at. Well, that's it. That was our final category. Hopefully this episode will lead some people to finding some movies that they didn't know about. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking this time to come through and break down all these movies with me. If people want to connect with you, they want to follow along with what you have going on, where can they uh, go? So I am Trashwire on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the places. I try to do TikTok mini reviews and little interesting things there pretty frequently. I have a podcast called What You Watchin' uh, that's with me and Kim Pierce, who is the other co-chair of Denver Film Critics Society. And then my reviews and just things like that can be found at trashwire.com. All right, perfect. I'll put all that in the show notes. I love your review. So if, if any of you like want to check out some examples of what these movies are about, maybe a little more in-depth breakdown, please go give, give Alexis a follow because I love your reviews. They're quick. And they give you a great idea of what that movie is. And some of the movies I mentioned were because I saw one of your reviews and I went out and watched it. So you're doing amazing work and I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. That's so awesome to hear. (laughs) You know, I really enjoyed opening up 2024, doing something a little bit different, right? Getting to talk about some of my favorite movies with Alexis, because, you know, we can talk about money anytime. And we did. Yesterday, we launched the brand new Popcorn Finance News episode. So we got got your dose of education, money education for the week. Uh, But it was really nice doing something different this week. So thanks again to Alexis for joining me. And as promised, today I'm going to announce the winners of the Money Out Loud book giveaway. The two winners are Ashley and Kendra, and I've already reached out to them and those books are on their way. So thank you so much to everyone who took the time to enter into the giveaway and to our two winners. 
One thing that I want to do more of in 2024 is more of these giveaways because it's just a, a really fun way to just say thank you to those of you listening out there. I wish I'd give you all something, but I don't get that kind of money. So <laughs> I got to just selectively give things out here and there. So I have some more giveaways planned. I have a couple more book giveaways. I actually have a special giveaway project that I've been working on with someone that I'll be announcing soon. But if you want to make sure that you know about these giveaways and have an opportunity to get in on some free stuff, come over and join me on the Popcorn Finance newsletter. This is a project that you know I had this years ago. You may already be subscribed to the newsletter and you're like, Chris, you haven't sent me an email in years. Well, that is true because I have not gotten around to it. But I just started it back up. I sent out the first email of 2024 a couple of days ago. This is where I will be announcing all new giveaways and give you all the details on how you can enter in. So head over to popcornfinance.com slash newsletter or go to the show notes. I don't have a link in there for you as well. But as always, I appreciate you joining me for what was three bags of popcorn this week. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it popping like Mary Poppins.